welcome to the journey to self-acceptance. Hello, hello, everybody. So, this is part two of being in a relationship with somebody who's battling their addictions. Yeah. So, with this episode, I'm going to get more in depth about what I went through, my emotional struggles, um, the triggers that were... triggering my insecurities because when you're dealing with somebody who's battling their addictions you're being triggered left and right yourself you know you feel as if you weren't enough or why is this happening to me or what did I do to experience this or whatever the case may be we go through that me I went through in the beginning it was like okay you know I didn't know the severity of his addictions, to be honest with you. I thought he was just a social drinker and that was it. But um, when I really started to know how bad his addictions were, it was when... So a little background on myself. Um, I dibbled and dabbled in drugs before. You know, um, I'm a daily stoner. Um, but, you know, I've done meth before. I've done molly. I've done ecstasy. Um, what else? That's it. Oh, and I've done coke. Um, So that's what I've done, you know? And I did it within, like, 21 to, like, my late 20s, maybe early 30s. Like, just that span. I've never been hooked on it where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use it for, like, years. No. There were dibble dibble and doubles that I did. Um, But I learned the severity of his addictions when we had got into Molly. I had liked Molly. Um, I I liked the high. I liked everything of it, you know? So I was like, hell yeah, you know, woohoo, good golly, Miss Molly. That's how I would be. So when we kind of stopped, he started to give me meth. And I thought that meth was Molly because it looked the same, you know, and I was very blind to it. I just trusted him, you know, and I was like young and dumb, you know. Um, But then I once, well, he was giving me that, right? And I was doing it, you know, woohoo. So his reason why he gave it, he was giving me that was because to him, it would open me up sexually. I would open up. I would want to explore more. And it it was true. I was like that. Um, But it wasn't the right way to do that, you know? So when I started noticing um, that, you know, I was losing weight, you know, I lost, like, I lost my butt. It looked like I had no butt. I remember my brother Renee being like, what happened to your butt? You know, and I'm like, oh, it's hiding, you know? But in reality, I knew what I was doing, you know? So... The most fucked up way that I found this out was through uh, my friend. You know, when I had pointed out the house and I was like, oh, that guy, that house right there, that's where they sell Molly. And then my friend told me, no, that's a dope man's house. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, no, that's a dope man's house. So me being, you know, the brave Valerie that I am, I went to that house. 
and I seen the guy outside and he knew who I was and you know he knew who who my ex was and I asked him hey I go when he purchases from you like what is it that he's getting and he told me the truth you know and I was like well thank you you know for telling me the truth I greatly appreciate it um because he was being honest but that was a moment that I knew the severity of my ex's addiction because for him to go ahead and give it to me and think that it's okay that that was just that was a, a huge dagger to the heart um so then that's when I pulled away um I did have him uh leave the house and stuff like that because you know of course that just you know raised hell you know um so then after shortly after that you know he did say like you know i'm gonna go to rehab and blah 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 and he did he went to rehab he did the whole shebang um i forgave him let's move forward and stuff like that boom another relapse relapses come you know you know he's taking my car you know he's taking my cars for days and these are things that is just the addict mentality because they want to get their fix you know they want to be living in that lifestyle because they're not ready to let go or they just have not hit rock bottom because when they're on that cloud it's like they think they're untouchable oh and this is my favorite they can smell like ass and think that they're like the shit you know male or female you know and it's like where does this confidence come from you know and then you know he's you know done that sneaky stuff of infidelity you know, infidelity, flirting with girls at work, you know, meeting these random women that do dope as well. And, you know, and, you know, obviously he's, you know, good with his words and, you know, and got his way with them as well. You know, I've gone as far as seeing sex videos on his phone. You know, he would always tell me, wear lingerie, you know, wear this, you know, wear the booty, the lingerie booty shorts. And then when I seen those videos of these women wearing what he wanted me to wear and him fucking them or them giving them head that was like a mixture of rage frustration what the fuck like am i not enough like so much like a warp of negativity just like room over me when i would see these and then there were times where you know, for, for looking around and snooping, you know, I find these videos and stuff like this. And then I just have a visual. You know, they replay in my head and they replayed and they replayed. And it's like, even though that's the addict mentality, it was still like, you're sharing my dick. You're sharing my kisses. You're sharing my hugs. You're sharing my time. You know, and I couldn't separate that. I was very like, you cheated on me, you this, you that, you that. But I completely blocked out that he was an addict and in addiction that's what they seek they're seeking the sensation they're seeking that feeling that sexual gratification you know and I wasn't giving it to him because I was like dude I'm not gonna do that you know like you just cheated on me like I don't know where she's been you're not gonna give it to me like no I was very adamant when it came to stuff like that if you cheated on me okay that's we're going to the basics you know and it sucked because it didn't allow me to grow into the woman that I'm supposed to be. It kind of just suppressed me because I was like, ooh, no, you know, like that's just nasty. You know, if you're dibbling and dabbling your, your, you know, your pirolin and different women, you're nasty. And women, if you're taking 
different D's on a daily or on a weekend, every other weekend, you're nasty too. Look in the mirror and do some self-reflection and work on yourself. Because confidence does not come from what goes in. It comes from within. It really does. You know, and then another insecurity that it did with me was that, you know, obviously when people use meth with men, you know, they have malfunctions, you know, and there were times where he would, we would be, you know, starting the intimacy and then it would be a malfunction, you know, know, like, what the fuck, you know, like, ah, and you, you start feeling like, dude, am I not? You know, like, I'm here, you know, I'm ready for you. Like, am I not good enough? Am I ugly? Am I, am I wearing the wrong, you know, outfit? Like, what? It, what is it? You know, I started feeling that way about myself. I started feeling like after he was having his own malfunctions because he was hiding the fact that he was using behind my back, it was triggering those insecurities. And I really started self-doubting myself like, oh my, like, maybe I'm not pretty enough for him or maybe I'm not this or maybe I'm not that. And it did. And it sucked because it did take me to a dark place where I was not loving myself. I, I wasn't because I was too caught up in like his mess and his journey versus me just being aware of what's going on and learning the lessons and removing myself. Makes sense? It makes sense. You know, and then it's like I call it crystal dick. You know, when somebody's using meth and the D don't work, Crystal owns it. That's it. You know, Crystal owns it. She takes off with it. It's, that's it. You know, and it did. It it triggered my insecurities in so many ways that till this day, I am still working on them. You know, and then, and it is crazy because I had already had those same insecurities growing up. You know, my my body, my body imaging, the way I feel about myself, my self-doubt, um, the way I stand in front of my own success, stuff like that, I had already had. So being in this relationship just amplified it even more. So now that I removed myself from the relationship, I'm like, damn, like, you're fucking doing it, Val. Like, you're really fucking doing it on your own. Like, with all this fucking hurt and pain that you have in your heart that you're letting go, like an onion peeling, um, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm evolving. You know, my kids are seeing it. But one thing that I am going to say is that it is hard. It's not a walk in the park. You're not going to walk and be like, oh, I'm going to leave that relationship. And then the sun's right there with a rainbow and butterflies and shit. No, it's fucking hell. But you can do it because once you start loving yourself, that is all that matters. Because then you start putting yourself first. Because when I started putting myself first and I knew I was, It was when I finally had the balls to tell him, I do not feel the mental connection. And without having a mental connection, I am not going to have intercourse with you. I'm not going to do none of that because I'm not a hoe like that, first of all. You know, I'm not going to lay with somebody where I'm not feeling that connection. And with him, we have that connection. We definitely did. When he was sober, there was that just... If you're in love with your spouse and you, you just fucking adore the shit out of them, and you know when you're just... You know, having your adult moments, you feel that connection. And when he was sober, I felt that with him. But ever since the addiction kicked in, it was like, "Mm, I I don't know. You know, so that's when I knew, too, that it changed. And I just told him, like, I I don't feel the, the mental connection with you no more. I don't know what to do. 
I've told you numerous times like, hey, this is what's going on through my head. This is what I'm feeling. You don't want to work on it. Then I have to remove myself. And I seen it in his eyes, like him, you know, battling his addiction, but not being able to say like, I need help as of yet. I seen the hurt and the pain in his eyes because I don't think he ever thought that I was ever going to say those words. I didn't think I was ever going to say those words. I never believed in people can fall out of love. I was always like, that's a crock of shit. Why are people just saying that? That's stupid. But now I'm in it. You know, I fell out of love with the person who he is when it comes to his addictions. I grew. I outgrew him. I want more out of life. I want to live. I want to love. I want to just grow old. You know, I want to see my kids grow older and them have their families. You know, I want to witness all of that. I want to be a part of all of that. But when you have an anchor holding you down, there's no way of becoming that. There's no way of getting to that point. And that's why I now firmly believe when people say, you have to let things go. You have to let things go. And if it's meant to be, they will come back. It will come back. And I believe that now. Now anything when it comes to my life, my life, any life choices, anything, even the relationship with him. I leave it in the I leave it up in the air with the universe. I leave it and when the stars align for it, the stars will align and we'll move forward. And if I'm not meant to be with him, then I'm not meant to be. You know, but we had one hell of a ride, you know, beautiful fucking memories, you know. <laughs> stupid some stupid memories too. I remember there was one time his legs were asleep. Um he would always have like certain parts of his body that would go numb, right? And one time his his legs were, <laughs> were asleep and he got up, right? I don't know, I forgot what he was doing, but he got up from the bed. And as soon as he got up, he boom on the floor. I found that so hilarious. I still laugh about that to this day. There's a lot of things that I can sit and laugh about. But like I've said, it, it brings a smile to my face for a couple of seconds. Because they're just memories. You know, you create these beautiful memories with them because when it comes to people who are battling their addictions, I feel like they go for the people, the the devil goes for the people with the biggest hearts, the biggest humors, you know, like he does, but it takes for them to be able to say, fuck this. I'm not going to let my addiction overcome me. Fuck this. I'm better than this. I can fucking do this. Fuck the bullshit. Fuck people who want me to fucking drown. Fuck people who don't want to fucking see me succeed. Fuck you. You have to get to that point and be humble too, you know. But that's how I see it, you know, and that's what I have been, what I went through. And then another thing that I noticed when it was progressing was that he would start calling me out of my name. Once he started calling me the B word, that's when I knew like, okay, things are getting a lot worse because before he wasn't like that. You know, he was more of the addict that if he's going to relapse, he's going to be gone for a week or two, you know, and MIA. Then the addiction progressed because he would want to bug. He would want to leave for two, three weeks and then come back and be like nothing ever happened because he would pay rent. But once I started working and I started making my own money, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to do this by myself. You got to go. You got to go. Once I started growing in my own independence and I was able to see that I could pay it on my own. Yes, I fucking struggle. I fucking struggle 
daily. I live paycheck to paycheck right now at the moment. But you know what? I don't care. I love it because my home is at peace. My kids are at peace. Yes, I struggle, but there's beauty in the fucking struggle. And I'm grateful for everything that I have. And I'm grateful for my growth. You know, and I'm grateful for him for being in my life too. Because I learned so much from him. So, so much. That there's going to be a day when he's sober. And I'm going to thank him. Because he deserves a thank you. But when he's sober. But that's what I wanted to share with you guys. And it's a lot more. But we live and we learn and we grow. And we always have to remember that everybody has their own struggle. Some of us show it, some of us don't. Some people are good at hiding their struggles and they have this facade of living the perfect life. And in reality, it shambles. But it is hard, you know, being with somebody who's battling their addiction, it, it, it triggers your own insecurities and it develops them. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who's battling their addictions or you see the signs, don't be blind to them. When you see those signs, you note to self and you remember them. Because when you're trying to help somebody who's battling their addictions, it doesn't get easier. It gets harder. Their manipulation, they get better at it. They get better at lying to your face. They're crying. Oof, they can cry like that. <sighs> like nothing. You know, so you that you have to really be cautious of that. And the best thing that you can do when dealing with somebody who's an addict is just give them information on services. Hey, when you're ready. Hey, when you're ready. And give them food. You know, but when it comes to money, anything like that, don't. Don't do it. And if you forgive them once, they may do it again. If you have to forgive them twice or three times, they're going to do it again. And that's when you have to mentally prepare yourself for the wrath because the wraths don't get easier. They do get harder. Really harder, actually, because the longer you let it go, the more you're being you're investing in it. And remember, we can't help people who don't want help. And we definitely cannot love another human more than we love ourselves. We have to... This is what I learned. I was outside one day and, you know, I was, you know, doing my adult stuff. And smoking a joint. Okay. Um, and I was thinking of him, you know, and I was crying. You know, I was like missing, missing him. You know, missing just him being home and me just having my whole family intact, you know. And then... Boom, the universe just went, Val, smacked me in the face and said, wake up. And then that's when I was able to realize like, no, 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 no. Hold up, Val. Pull back. You need to start loving yourself as much as you love him. The same way you will go out of your way to help him. That is the same way, Valerie, that you need to go out of your way to help yourself. And that is when I learned, and it just had dawned on me outside. I have to love myself as much as I love him. 
And that is where I'm at right now in my life. It was, I'm at the, the point where I'm peeling a layer of onion, where I'm loving myself a little more. You know, at the gym with Sabrina, you know, she's like, Valerie, we need to set goals for you. And I'm like, what do you mean goals? You know, she's like, yeah, you know, what are your goals? And I had to really sit. And like, I was like, whoa, like, I don't know what my goals are when it comes to my fitness. You know, I just know what my goals are when it comes to my little life. So now I'm able to sit there and work on myself in different ways. Because my insecurities stem so deep that even when I'm working out at the gym, I don't even look at myself in the mirror. I don't look at myself in the mirror because then it's like I could pinpoint every freaking flaw that I have. And it's fucking horrible. It's so fucking horrible. I wish I just had a fucking switch that turned it off. That I didn't have that. You know, I wish I was able to just walk in the gym like, like, you know, it's a women's gym, you know, like as confident as they are, not giving a shit. But no, I'm right there like, no, I'm not there, you know. One day I will be there because I did tell Sabrina I'm giving myself straight dedication time but a lot of that's those insecurities stem from being with somebody for so long who you know who couldn't say enough is enough and he needs help you know but I did want to share that part with you guys because the insecurities run deep you know and you can't work on something and you can't tackle something if it's still there floating you can't you got to completely cut it out, focus on yourself, and grow and grow and grow. Because life is just about living. You know, we have one life. Live it. Create as many beautiful memories with your family. Because when we pass away, that's all we're going to leave. That's all we're leaving is memories. So, with that being said... I hope all of you beauties and gents have yourself a wonderful, beautiful day. Love and positivity. I am grateful for each and every one of you. And thank you from the bottom of my heart and for being all ears and listening to this episode. Remember, this is a place where we listen without judgment and love without conditions. Never see what has been done. Only see what remains to be done. Until next time, Earthlings, love and positivity.